You're listening to the Oracle Podcast, where your story matters. Hello and welcome back to the Oracle Podcast. I'm Kelmany Huther and today on the show we have Emma Sievers. She is currently a school psychologist graduate student and she shares her story about seeing God in the moment and throughout our lives. Usually uh, in life we can take a step back and see how God has worked and blessed us even in times of sorrow. However, we often can't see how he is working for us in the moments of trial. Um, So we hope you enjoy this episode, and as always, stay blessed. Yeah, so my name is Emma Sievers. I am currently a school psychology grad student from Wisconsin. I'm 22 years old, um, and yeah, I'm just in the midst of school. I've got about one year left until I'm working in the schools full-time, so um, I've previously spoken um, at my undergrad institution about mental health and addiction. I spoke um, at my fellowship of Christian athletes group at my high school, but that's more um, of an on the side thing. Um, I'm a full-time student right now. So yeah, that's what I'm currently doing. So as a, as a school chaplain, I see the importance and major um, value of school psychology, um, being able to reach the kids in the, in the avenue because it's so necessary. Uh, How did you decide that you wanted to go into school psych? Yeah, so I mean, school psychology really is kind of like my dream job as far as like combining all my interests. So school psychologists not only work with students with special needs, but they also um, help and advocate for students who need help with their mental health. And they also help with just like school programming. And stuff like that. So I, growing up, I have led a really blessed life. Like I have had so many amazing people be part of my life and I've had a lot of amazing experiences, but I've also had some challenges. And I think because of those challenges, I always knew that I wanted to like work in a setting where I'd be able to reach kids and be able to advocate for kids. Um, And I know that for a lot of students, school is kind of their safe haven. It's that eight hours of the day where they can just know that they're going to get a good meal and they know that the people there care about them, um, regardless of what is going on outside of the school day. So I knew that I'd want to work in the school setting and be able to work with students, especially students who experience challenges. Um, But I don't think I would have been in this role if I hadn't had those own challenges myself and know that I'd be able to relate to students well and not saying that when they come talk to me I just blab about everything that's happened in my life Mm -hmm. but like when they do come talk to me I can like empathize with them and I can know to some degree what they're going through and obviously not for every single situation because it's not like it's not like every single student that talks to me I'm like oh I've been through that exact same thing but because I've experienced things in my life for myself, I can somewhat relate and try to equip them to handle it. And even though I'm going to be working in a public school setting, um, private schools don't typically hire school psychologists just because of funding and things like that. I strongly believe that um, 
just by the way you handle situations and you the way you handle talking to people, you can show um, God the love of God through that, even if it's not like boldly going out and saying like this is what I like represent because like in a public school, unfortunately faith isn't something you can often talk about, but I strongly believe that if people know you're a Christian and that's like something that's a characteristic about you, then the way you lead your life and the way you interact with people will kind of show through that. And then maybe people wonder, well, like, Oh, they're a Christian. Maybe that's why they are at peace or why they're able to talk to people that way. So that's kind of like my approach for being able to show my faith through a public school setting, even though I can't like preach and I can't, probably talk about the Bible, I can still show that I'm a Christian because people will know that I'm a Christian and then hopefully the way I handle myself will show light to what Jesus did for us. And so, yeah, that's a little bit about why I went into school psychology and how I'm hoping to handle my future profession. So, no, yeah, yeah. you you, you hit a very uh, important thing. We don't have to say um, we don't have to speak from the Bible. We don't even have to say Jesus' name to share who Jesus is. Uh, that's exactly. like the wonderful thing about the gospel. That's the amazing thing about evangelism and Christianity. Um, I think, in fact, if we're able to actually share um, God without saying his name, it takes off a lot of pressure. And I think that's the most genuine way you can do it. You're not relying on anything else. It's just relationship Absolutely. and uh, showing what he's done for you through your actions. Because I think that's that's kind of what solidifies it, right? Absolutely. And he's he's so powerful that that's going to be able to shine through anyway. It's just we have to do what we can through our actions <laughs> yeah. to be able to show that. So Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So, Emma, I just want to hear about um, where you came from in your Christianity. How did you become a Christian? Um, when did you realize Christ was someone real to you personally? Yeah, so, I mean... With this time in quarantine and self-isolation, I have been listening to a lot of different podcasts and I've been listening to a lot of different preachers or people's stories. And it's interesting because so many people say like, it was this defining moment or it was this like, boom, wow, this happened. And for me, I guess like, it wasn't so much that way because I did grow up in a Christian household, um, but not in a way that I really had, like, a relationship with God and was able to, like, talk to him like I do now. Um, so I I grew up in a home that went to church, and I went to an ELCA Lutheran church. Right now I go to a non-denominational church, so that's kind of changed over the years. But, yeah, like, I grew up with, like, faith being part of my household, but it wasn't something I practiced, like most kids. Like, I went to church and kind of went in one year and out the other, and I didn't really pay much attention. Um, But then, it's funny, so I was in a really bad car accident when I was in fifth grade, and it was one where I easily could have not made it through, and it was really, really bad. Um, But, God got me through it and it wasn't like right after that happened I was like oh that was that was a God thing but it was like looking back at like a lot of the different things that have happened in my life where I'm like the only explanation for why that happened is God because if it was just up to like our worldly our worldly view of things like that wouldn't that wouldn't have happened like I wouldn't have survived that I wouldn't have been able to do that so 
Yeah, so, like, after that car accident, I did actually have to get um, a lot of plastic surgery on my face. So, I got extensive, I got stitches in my face because um, I got hurt really bad from the glass on the windshield. Um, And I went into sixth grade with just not looking like everybody else um, and kind of struggling Mm -hmm. with getting bullied from that. And for some reason, like going into a very superficial time in my life, I just did not care. I was like, who cares? Like, this is, this is a cool mark. Nobody else has this mark. Like I made it through. I called it like my strength mark. And for like a sixth grader, like I look back on that. I'm like, the only way that I would have had that view is because God stepped in and was like, no, you're going to be okay because Mm. I created you and you have, um, you're made in my image. And even though something in this world kind of changed that a little bit, like you're still my, my child. So it was just like, it was like this piece, like bring it world. Like, even though this was a little bit different, like I've got this. And I look back on that and I mean, some of the things that were said about me, some of the things that I remember witnessing, like in public, like getting stared at, like the only explanation for not really caring and not really worrying about that was God and God being with me. Mm. And then after that, my mom really struggled with addiction and mental health, mental health, like all throughout my middle school experience and was in and out of jail and was um, in and out of treatment centers. And the majority of my weekends and middle school were honestly spent going to the jail to visit her going um, to different treatment centers around the state to go visit her and again it was just like I kind of just let it be and I was like this is how it is right now and it it was it's just like interesting to think back in because again the only explanation for not being like super angry or not being um, super upset about the situation is just God and the different people that God placed in my life during that time that gave me so much support um, and encouragement. And I guess that just like after all of that, I went into high school saying, man, he's gotten me through all this. And the only really explanation for that is God and God being there through all that. And so I started going to um, a Wednesday night youth group in high school. And that's when I really started hearing scripture and really, really understanding the story of God and Jesus's life and how he um, created us and our purpose. So I guess like in high school, once I started really understanding scripture, that was when my relationship with God just really started to um, explode. And then I went to FCA every Wednesday morning and listen to different kids at my school give devotionals. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want to do that. That is so cool. Um, When I'd see like the seniors get up and talk about an experience in their life when they um, witnessed God's grace. And it was just, oh, it was just amazing. Mm. And then um, more recently, um, I was in another really bad car accident about a year and a half ago with my friend. And this was interesting because before this happened, I already had a relationship with God. It wasn't like something where I was looking back and saying, wow, I see um, where he did that in my life, or I see the way he 
really stepped in. And for this one, I was kind of just like waiting for him to do something because we already had that relationship. I'm like, well, you got to do something good out of this because you've done good with all the other situations. So like, what are you, what are you going to do this time? And um, as a result of this car accident, we are actually going 70 miles per hour on the highway and got hit on hit head on by someone that crossed over the median um and it was yeah it was like the worst car accident in the state of wisconsin for that year we got like an award for it being like the worst one of that year (laughs) also my um the police officer at the scene had been a cop for like the last 20 years and he's like these this is literally the worst car accident i've ever seen and my friend and i both survived unfortunately the guy that hit us didn't survive which was like really really sad but my friend was really badly injured and I suffered a really bad traumatic brain injury and as a result was just like had really troubles with memory and troubles with school I was about to do my senior year of college and was applying to grad school and had to take the GRE and take all these like really hard tests and I was like how in the world am I gonna do this with a brain injury like I just did not understand and because my relationship with God was so strong I was just constantly like praying like okay so what is the good that's gonna come out of this like what what is your reason for like saving me like what what is the reason like I was just constantly asking him And as a result of this experience, I kind of learned that you can't, like, rush the process of understanding why Mm. God does the things he does. It's not, like, something that I can just snap my fingers and be like, boom, well, this is the reason that he did that. It just doesn't work that way. And because our—my relationship with him wasn't as, like— strong when those other things happen it wasn't like I was looking for things in those moments it was more of like the rear view mirror effect where you like look back and you're like oh oh that's where he was whereas this time I was like constantly searching and people were telling me like oh you're here for a reason like there's got to be this miraculous reason that you like survived this and so I was like kind of shaking God like why why did this happen um but again that taught me a whole another lesson that there's not always it's not always going to make complete sense cuz that's just not not how it works um and it's just kind of evolved my relationship and made me trust him even more that even when we don't understand it he's still going to equip us to get through it um so that's just like i guess my story and I I guess some of the good that's come out of that more recent incident is like before I was like I don't think I really have that strong of a story to share like I don't really like so and I still think so many other people have been through so much worse and who am I to tell my story about how God has changed my life but I feel like as a result of that more recent incident I was kind of like you know what even though maybe I don't have the most interesting story ever I still have something to share and God's really changed my life in so many different ways and so many different um he's just really given me the confidence to be able to share my story. So I guess that's, I guess that's just a little bit about um, me and how God has, our relationship has kind of evolved over time. So it's really like been a blossoming type thing. It wasn't like a boom, bam, all of a sudden I was like reading my Bible every day. It was more of like, just like this growth. And now I just like 
I just love reading my Bible. I love studying scripture. I love listening to Christian podcasts. It just like it's just evolved over time. Mm. And so that it's just been really amazing. And I can tell you now, like I'm just it's so peaceful to have that relationship. And I wish it would have like blossomed sooner. But I mean, it's better late than never. So that's right. That's right. Um, you mentioned something uh, that I'm just wondering, like, what are the steps you feel that helped you do this? Um, kind of transitioning from uh, looking for God in hindsight. I think it's always easy for us. Like, I guess you spent the earlier years of your life or when you were in high school, that's when you were able, because you were able to look back at the situations. Thankfully, you didn't see them negatively because that also can happen, right? Like, when you look mm-hmm. back, you can see, like, oh, man, God wasn't there. But you were able to choose and uh, you got God revealed himself that he was there for you in the hard times of the past. Um, mm-hmm. And then you had a transition where you were able to now, instead of being looking for God in hindsight, you were looking for God in foresight, like you were looking for him ahead. Um, right. What was it that you had to do, do you feel, that, that became more of a habit? Like what allowed for that transition to be in your life? I mean, I think... Late, I heard a sermon within the last year, and there's been a couple different sermons kind of about the same topic, but it's the idea that God really doesn't leave you ever. Like, it's not, it's not something where he'll just, like, show up. He's with you always. And that was something I really started to recognize more recently, that, like, even though it's not these, um, always these huge miraculous moments, um, he's just there on a day-to-day basis, and I can... And I can see that play out when it comes to, like, my mental health and when it comes to different just daily things that come up in the lives of me or my friends. Like, he is always present. And that was actually what my um, Easter service was about this this year is that he's always there. He's never leaving you. Um, he's there constantly. And even if it's not this big miraculous event, like I was talking about with my hindsight bias, he's still there. And so that's just something that's given me a lot of peace more recently is that he, he's not leaving us ever. And so that's just trying to shift my perspective to not, it's not like he just shows up sometimes he's always there and he's always there for us, but there's going to be certain moments where it's just like, Whoa, that was so glaringly obvious that that was God. And I call those things God winks, like where he's kind of winking at you, like, I got you, like, gives yeah, you a little yeah. wink. Um, <laughs> but, um, but he's never gone, so. Yeah, that's like, I think that's the biggest struggle is to see him moving um, in what you're doing now. I mean, I don't, think it's a, I don't think it's necessarily a struggle as in it's hard to do, but I think it's a struggle because um, I think it requires a lot of intention. Uh, for right. us to be like, oh man, he's there, or it's, it requires also us looking beyond what's is happening now. Like, um, oh, absolutely, and that's the biggest thing. So, how, like, are you you also mentioned how uh, you've come to just understand that you won't always get the answers. Um, how do you? How are you okay with that? That's, I mean, that's really difficult because, I mean, for things like death and things like the really, really hard things where they just don't make sense at all. Like there's not going to be a silver lining when it comes to those things. Um, it's, it's difficult because we're not going to get answers while we're here on this earth. And I think I've come to recognize there's just, 
things that are so upsetting that happen that the answers aren't going to be available while we're here on this earth because this earth is filled with sin. And I don't know if it's that I'm like, okay with that. Cause it's not like it's sad and it's frustrating, but it's just, you come to the idea that this isn't like where we're supposed to be forever. And you recognize that there's eventually we are going to be in heaven. Um, so I guess just being at peace with the idea that this isn't where we're supposed to be forever. So some of those answers aren't going to be answered here. If that makes sense. Yeah. Kind of just ha- having the hope and understanding. It's a, it's a hope thing. Exactly. Exactly. And it's okay to like look for the answers here because honestly, like if it wasn't for my past experiences, I don't think I would be um, sharing my story as much as I do or wanting to show people what Jesus has done in my life. Um, so I would encourage people like, definitely look for those answers but also don't get frustrated when they're not glaringly off obvious or if it's a case of death where it's just like this this i don't think this will be answered here and that's okay because this isn't where we're gonna be forever mm. and i want to i want to ask a little bit about when you were in high school yeah um after everything that you've gone through uh, with the car accident and your mother and uh everything why were you able like what is it like was it like maybe like the church that you've been going to um why did you choose to lean on uh christianity and god um going to the chapels and going to the friday youth group i mean the wednesday youth group right um yeah i mean i got blessed with uh, just like a church community that was so positive and just, like, what they, they were teaching about just brought so much, like, life and light into my heart. Whereas, and I'm not trying to critique um, other churches, but I've been to other services in the past where it's, like, they teach about, like, what you're not doing right on this earth and how we need to change on this earth in order to, like, not have God be mad at us. And that just, like, didn't, like, bring light into my soul as much as, like... North, So I go to Northbrook Church, and it's a non-denominational church. And again, I'm not saying that that is, like, the perfect congregation. It's just how it um, impacted me and brought light into me. So it's just, like, every time I went to youth group, it was just, like, people sharing their stories and how God changed their life for the better and how much peace that their relationship with God brought into their life. And it was just this something I was searching for and something that— I knew I needed and I knew that because he had shown up in so many other places, I'm like, man, if I can get super close to this, this amazing um, God that has done so much for me, then I feel like my life is going to be pretty, be pretty happy and peaceful. And so just like listening to so many other stories and I love Christian music. So like every, every, um, before every service on Wednesday, they had a really cool rock band where they just play these amazing songs. And it was just like such a good experience. And for some reason, every time I left, and I think anybody can attest to this, um, went to that youth group, you just like leave feeling better. And it's like a different type of feeling good than anything else. It's just this like light to your heart and just like makes you feel just just so good. Um, and then just like those mornings at my FCA group, again, just like a lot of people my age, 
worshiping the same God and just sharing their stories. And it was just such a personal thing. It didn't seem like it was this far off God where he was unreachable. Just the stories people told were just so personal and real. And again, just that like, just felt like a weight was lifted off my shoulders Mm. every time I left. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, that was really how my relationship with God started to develop. And it was like, this is something I really want to be able to experience the rest of my life. And I want a lot of other people to experience so that's why i think i'm getting a little bit more into speaking because i'm like if even one person can hear my story and be like man i want to experience that or i want a relationship like that then i feel like i will have done my job yeah no i i think our community plays a huge role in our walk or in our like our interest in in having a relationship with god more than we even know it because um like you're saying like church um, being with your youth group, that was a place that brought you healing. That was a, pra- a place that uplifted you. you know? Absolutely. Um, and I think a lot of people's narrative, sadly, in the church can be something that's restrictive. And, right. And something that kind of brings like stress, fear, or exhaustion. And I think if it is a place that brings healing um, and brings... Um, you know, revelations to people's lives and inspiration and uplifting like that will really that will allow people like you're saying that when things are hard, man, this is where I got to lean to um, what this is what I need to go to because I know I will get healing. Absolutely. Yeah. And I've talked to a lot of um a lot of my all my friends actually know that I'm a really strong Christian. And if they don't necessarily have the strongest relationship with God, they will talk to me and be just, and just about the fact that they've had bad experiences with the church. And that just like makes me so sad because that's just, that's the exception, not the rule. Like there's so many good caring people in the community. It's just, if you experience a community that doesn't make you feel good, it's like you associate that with the whole thing. And that's just, again, that's the exception. That's not that's not the majority. There's so many good people out there who just want want to teach about God's goodness. And I just want more people to be able to experience that. Mm. Yeah. Emma, thanks so much for sharing your story. Uh, thank Absolutely. you for connecting with me um, to have uh, this time just to share what God's doing in your life. Um, in yeah. closing, um, if someone's listening and they're struggling to see God um, in their life now to look forward for God, to be looking for God in the hard times rather than waiting uh, for things to calm down and then looking back at it. Uh, what would you tell them as advice to get through that, to start beginning to look for God? What can they do? Right. And that's that's a tough question because, again, it's easy for me to say like, oh, once things started to get better, then I could see all the different places where God was impacting my life. Um, but in the midst of all those things, like, yeah, it's super hard. So if, if you're in the midst of struggles, whatever it is, whether it's mental illness or whether it is a death in your family or whatever it is, I would just say, remember the fact that God never leaves you. He, you're never alone, first of all. Um, and that's hard, but, um, there's a, Bible verse, and I'm going to look it up right now. I just want to make sure that I get it correctly because I don't want to misquote scripture. Okay. So 
I have come as a light into the world that whoever believes in me should not not abide in darkness. And that comes from the book of John, chapter 12, verse 46. So, like, I love this verse just because of the fact that it focuses on that whoever believes in Jesus is not going to abide in darkness. So it doesn't say that we're never going to be in a dark place. It doesn't say that we're never going to have something in our life come up come up that really causes us to struggle, but it lets us believe that we're not going to abide there, that we're not going to get stuck in it. Like I really think of that word abide as we're not going to be stuck in darkness because we have that relationship with Jesus. So if you're currently in a dark place, just know that God is with you and you're going to get out of this eventually. And that's really something I want to preach to my the youth that I'm working with in the future is that things do get better. Like the place you are in now, even though it sucks, even though it's sad, even though it's scary, you're not gonna be there forever. And I'm sorry that you're there now. And that makes me sad and I know, but God is with you even in this dark place. And eventually you are gonna be in that light because you have that relationship with him and he brings that light into our world. and. And I think that's hard too, because it sounds so easy to think like, oh, well, things are gonna eventually get better, but right now they're not so good. And that's hard. And I realized that that answer probably doesn't fix what you're currently going through right now, but just know that God is with you now and that light is coming. And I'm sorry if it's a little bit farther away than you had hoped, but it's coming, I promise, and things are going to get better.